This is Drinking with the Gnome. This also happens to be another one of the many Kerrigan shows that I've got coming because Kerrigan is doing something very special and ingraining themselves into lots of different aspects of drinking culture in Cincinnati, not just with the normal products they make with their uh, their gin and their rum and their beer and things like that, but they are creating some really unique products that I think deserve to be showcased a little bit more and talked about. One of them is Shifu. Shifu is an American-made baiju, which if you don't know what baiju is, you're not alone. Very few people know what baiju is here in the United States. It's, uh, you know, by definition, by, I guess, Wikipedia's definition, it's a category with like a dozen different Chinese liquors made from grain. It's clear, usually distilled from fermented sorghum, although other stuff can often be used. It's, it's, it's sorghum-based booze. Something very different, something that, again, kind of sets them apart and is one of those drinks that just makes me smile knowing that somebody here in Cincinnati is making it. So uh, I sat down with Jeff and Eric again, and we talked about Shifu and maybe some of the other stuff that they have going on. Um, so Baiju is a Chinese spirit um, distilled with all kinds of different things depending on where you're getting it in China and who's making it and traditionally it uses rice is that right? I think rice and sorghum have been a typical main fermentation um, what else do we need to know about it's the most consumed spirit in the world in yep. theory, I guess, is what I read. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they they drink a lot of it in China. I was just in China, and, I mean, it's it's like water to them. Like, we sat down for a meal, and bottle just passed around, passed around, next bottle, next bottle. I mean, they just pound it like you pound a beer almost. Yeah, we can't find it in the United States because yeah. they drink it all there. <laughs> um, so... As far as I know, you guys are one of the only places, I think you said that there was one other one that you had seen that, that does make something similar to Baiju in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely the only one in this area that's making it. <laughs> um, let's, number one, why? Why make it? Let's start there. I mean, kind of figured if there were one point some billion people drinking it, then maybe they had something to go with it until I bought some and then I was like eh, maybe we were making a mistake by making this but um, we definitely uh, used a fermentation that makes it a lot more palatable to us at least than more of the traditional stuff um, but it it's all about flavors right I mean let's experiment around let's try something interesting let's try something that people aren't doing and let's see what we get out of it and the end result was pretty awesome yeah, and I would say not all Baijos taste the same. They definitely all have their own terroir. The way they, yeah. you know, they all have different distilleries, different fermentation methods. So, you know, there some of them that we initially got were actually, I would consider, like, the farmhouse of uh, liquor. You know, the farmhouse ales. <laughs> definitely some unique flavor and aroma. So, kind of funky, kind of... Yeah, barnyard, cheesy, kind yeah, of earthy. Things. And then other ones are a little cleaner. Um, they just kind of run the board. Yep. Nice. You know that's water, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I was just rinsing checking. my glass. 
I didn't Man, know. No, this I is the best. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd ever had it before. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> you know, it come, comes out of the shower in the morning. Not, not, I get that, yeah. experience with it then. Not in that form, anyway. <laughs> it's pretty good water, too. We, we so handcraft that water. One of these days, I want to do you, like you put a, the H's with a water the show. I want to, because, um, you know, going to the, the yes. Cincy Brewcast side, to talk about how some of these places do take what their water is and turn it into what their water wasn't, and then use that to craft a beer that, that, that uses a different water profile. And I think, I think that if somebody could taste those differences like i think it would be interesting but i haven't really you'd have to find the perfect um the perfect place that has bad water that they are stripping apart into water (laughs) but the the layman (laughs) but the problem with that is that most of the breweries around here are using water from the same source and it's actually not that bad Um, but there i think there 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 has to be somebody that's got some pretty bad water they're stripping apart so it's on my or maybe i have to go somewhere else to do it but i you know i want to do a water show how far up do they go too bad how far up does Cincinnati's water I go? I have no idea. Because you might, I mean, I mean you might know, have to get up to like I know my places aren't using Cincinnati water, but yeah. you could, you know, they would say their water is better. Because you got that, that, yeah, that the, the Hamilton aquifer thing correct. there. Anything that's drawn from Hamilton supposedly is better. It's the world's best water, if you ask them. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a report. I read it. Um, yeah, it was like a contest that you like just entered your water. And only, oh God, how many people entered? But, uh, Anyway, <laughs> getting sidetracked well, as it's, always. It's going to get edited. It doesn't matter. What do you guys um, want to drink next? I want to shifu. Yeah, I want to drink the shifu, and I want to. Um, go ahead, go nope. forward. You first. So the shifu is 104 proof. So uh, normal bijos are pretty high proof. Yeah, they're right around that 52, 53 percent range. Um, and well. Yeah, you started to pour. I was going to say, should we start with yours or should we start with the... Ours, for sure. Okay. All right, now the name Shifu comes from... It means master. Nice. I just want to shout it every time I say it, too, like, Shifu! (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Kung Fu Panda at all. I mean, I I have have three little kids, but there's a... There's a master we're shifu still, we're in still there. In Doc McStuff That's right. So there's a right. master master in Kung Fu Panda. That is correct. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and then on the actual bottle itself, there's a Chinese symbol that means fire. To tie back into the sure? Karakin theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. like one of those one of those bad tattoos. It's like oh no crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're just gonna say it means. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't read it, so I'm never sure. My my wife actually took a year of Chinese and All right. went to Chinese well, camp. That, that makes her a Shifu, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More Shifu than us. Man, it's it. there's a lot about it that's very uh, almost gin-like. Like, there's some, some neat botanical things happening for me. What are you tasting? And he's got this longing look of uh, thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the back end. 
kind of on the aftertaste is where I get that. So um, up front, it's a little more. I thought it was a little more vodka-like up front, but that's what I why I was looking a little quizzical is because there's not something that it directly compares to. Yeah, so I, I think that it's definitely a that high proof will definitely make you think vodka. Um, but uh, one of the things that I definitely get out of it, and part of the tasting notes that we use for selling, would be on the nose sake. Yes, very much. So. And, and when I breathe it back out, I get a lot of that sake yes, feel. That you know, rice, when you, yes, uh, comes through, and then on the taste, it becomes more earthy, um, and some of that sorghum comes through quite a bit. And then I think the gin that you're talking about could be some of the barley on the back end. Um, barley distilled can have kind of a peppery mm-hmm. um, and, and even kind of like a green pepper note to it. So, uh, yeah, the, it's a yeah. pretty interesting combo of it's flavors. A, yeah, a the, uh, pepper, peppery the, vodka sake would be a good dis- <laughs> <laughs> The aroma yes. on this is really fun, too. And, I, I you know, I think traditionally that's kind of how they... Uh, how they kind of classify different baijus is by the aroma more than the actual taste. And what's really neat to go around is to see all the different, you know, people, all the bartenders in town, they've never really experienced any kind of liquid like this. So they're, they're having fun playing around with it, trying to figure out what cocktails work. Yeah, and as, as you drink it, um, I think you find a little bit of a savoriness to it um, that is not really typical in most... Uh, most spirits in general because so alcohol forward it's hard to get a savory component um and that plays an interesting role in cocktails and developing a cocktail with it so what kind of cocktails do you guys do with it um we did a uh mango lassi cocktail so um had some uh lassi traditionally is like a yogurty milk with salt and i think that the mm. <laughs> it sounds weird but it it's uh it's a pretty interesting drink uh, to drink by itself lassi but the mango lassi that we did was definitely a toned down version of that the fruitiness that went into it um really it was really complemented by the savoriness of the shifu and it did pretty well what has been the response that you guys have seen kind of in the market for something like this is this something that everybody's either a jumping on because there isn't another option, or b nobody understands what it is and they move on to rum or whatever it is? Uh, it's been selling well in the Chinese restaurants, um, <laughs> and uh, we sense. actually we actually met with the Chinese Midwest Chamber of Commerce, and a few people from there tasted it and said, "Holy shit, this is good." Um, and uh, outside of that, I think a lot of chef-driven places really like it. Uh, it's pretty interesting flavor-wise and just something different to add to the menu. Are you guys on both sides of the river? Not yet. Okay. Um, we just, are in talks with some distributors and yeah. potentially pulling the trigger. So. I, I, there's a really nice um, Chinese place in Fort Mitchell, Oriental Walk, and I know that Mike, I know the owner just a little bit, and I know he would like that. Yep. Oh yeah, Amerasia definitely is gonna throw it on. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, we met we met up with them at the uh, beer fest, and uh, he loved it. Yeah, he's like, "When are you coming to?" <laughs> yeah. Everybody asks when we're coming to Kentucky. Soon. Cool. Very soon. Good news. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see the first uh, sparkling uh, um, 
Well, you know what it would yeah. go. Yeah, sparkling would, spirits. <laughs> the sparkling spirit with this would be plum. Ooh, yeah, well, our, our, Ooh, our, pretty well. Hmm? Mm-hmm. our uh, beverage manager mixologist came came to us uh, with a tiki drink today, with with that, oh, with chifu yeah. and and rum. Yeah. So, man, uh, there's there's a lot of fun things you could do with this. I um, I have not like played around at home in cocktails with it at all. Like I just pour it over ice and sit there and drink it. Mm-hmm. And That's typically what I do at my wife. <laughs> Shifu! <laughs> no wonder she wants you to get out and do podcasts. Just go podcast. Go. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yeah, if you guys are ready to try another uh, spirit, um, another popular one for us currently is Blaze, our agave spirit. Please. Yeah, so we actually source our agave from the Jalisco region of Mexico. So we do have a uh, blue agave. Okay. Um, that answered my question. Yep. Uh, but the yeast that we use is a little bit... Well, the yeast and then the practices that we use. I was I was actually in Mexico about a month ago and toured multiple distilleries. Um, and they're... Look at the jet setter over here. I was <laughs> just in Mexico. I was just in China. It, yeah, it's, it's all I'm business researching. Related. Dude, it's I'm all so business jealous. related. <laughs> so jealous it's like when you're in when you're in the beer business you go over to germany when you're in the distillation business everybody in the world's making weird shit well and and, you know when you talk about things like you know tequila or you talk about shifu or whatever it is like there are these these regions that have their thing and they that's that's theirs and you know in the case of something like tequila it's made in the tequila region, and that's the only place it can be made. And there's a, a heritage behind it and things. So how do you? Yes, this is not tequila. Nope, but it is nope. tequila. This but is it's an agave this spirit. Is, this is everything that tequila is, <laughs> except spirit. where it's made. So, yep. So, all right, do your shot and get up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, tequila, which this is not, we have to clarify that, um, is one of my definite go-to summer drinks. I keep a bottle in the freezer and then I go sit outside with it on the porch and yell at the kids. And the, do you yell Shifu with the tequila? Or no, what do you yell with no that I don't one? yell anything. I just... Oh, tequila sounds boring then. I think you need to sit outside with the Shifu. Yeah. Might, might, might do that. Maybe Let's wait. I'll do that in the fall, maybe. Tequila will be... Um, as long as you're yelling at Blaze. the children, Blaze. I don't care what Blaze. season. Blaze it is. will be my. Uh, my you can sit my out there in the dead of winter spirit. as long as you're. And then the fall, <laughs> Shifu will be my yelling spirit. My neighbors are gonna love me. <laughs> Fairfield's such an interesting place. <laughs> you have no idea. So the, one of the unique things with all the different uh, spirits we do is it creates a different conversation than bourbon. You know, because in this area, everybody wants to talk about whiskey and bourbon, and we, you know, kind of turn some new stones with the products that we have. And I think that doing an agave-based spirit, especially the, the way that we're doing it, which I I did take some down to Mexico with me, and they, everybody I drank with, they were like, ah, I don't like Blanco, and they, they don't like to drink mm-hmm. the white stuff, they only like the aged stuff, but they tried it, and they are like, this is actually pretty good. I'll take a bottle. And and I'm I'm typically with them but but this is pretty quaffable. And and I mean that's what we set out to do with everything. We want it to actually be drinkable and people to enjoy their experiences with it. 
it's got a uh, a freshness to it, like a mm-hmm. um, it's kind of bright and uh, almost floral. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, you get a lot of the actual agave in the aroma. Yeah, yeah the yeah. the and agave the, processing is actually pretty cool. They have uh, they have you've heard of the brand El Himador. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Himadors that go out in the field, and that's those are the guys that harvest the. The plants and the good ones will do a hundred a day, eighty um, to hundred a day. Get on YouTube and just like look it up. Like it's nuts. Like yeah. they have these big like machete things that they're out like yep. chopping shit up with, and then like it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then they load them up onto trucks. I mean, some of them are one hundred and fifty kilos. I mean, freaking heavy. And they load them up, and then they chop them up into pieces, load them into a conveyor that slices and dices them, and then steeps them in hot water and extracts all the sugar and it, it's a pretty cool process it's cool um so tequila versus mezcal um i assume you guys can dig into this a little bit too so mezcal tasting wise has always been smokier to me mm-hmm. but yet i always hear that tequila is mezcal just made in the tequila region is <clears throat> Is there kind of a like a smoky side to tequila, or is it just all kind of that clean? There, there definitely can be. The traditional method for processing the agave is to throw it into pits that have coals smoldering and leave it there for days at a time, and so the agave takes on that smoke just the same way as your peated malt. Um, so that carries over. But as the their processes improved... Um, they used steam rooms. Improved, yeah, quote unquote. I, I mean, definitely efficiencies that have modernized <laughs> things. Yeah, um, they they went to steam rooms, and then from steam rooms they went to pressure cookers. And so the reason why we're able to enjoy so much tequila is because they improved their process. But um, now the, the mezcal distilleries employ a lot more traditional methods in the major tequila distilleries. Yeah, and to kind of go back to the uh, processing, there's an actual, uh, you know, byproduct of the fermentation of the agave that actually hinders yeast, like normal yeast strains. And so these agave, uh, agaves and the tequilas, everything, there's actual, actual wild yeast on the agave plants that helps to finish out the fermentation uh, of these uh, uh, crazy washes, you know. So, and it, you know, if to go even further, the one thing that interests me about fermentation and, and everything else is, it's all uh, depending on where you're at in the world and what natural and wild yeasts are around, and what what sugar you know you're using to make the alcohol. So, you know, when you're talking um, agave, you're talking really high fermentation temperature. And usually it has a little bit of wild yeast in it as well. And that's a product of the, the region. Right. Same as in uh, South America there for rums and everything. And other regions where it's hot, the yeast likes it hot to ferment. In other regions where it's a little cooler, the yeast might like the 65 to 70 degree Fahrenheit range. Where other places, the yeast might live at 90 degrees Fahrenheit and be totally fine. I, I like that blaze a lot more than I... I mean, not that I didn't like it when I tried it the first time, but um, it's, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, and, and tequila is not one of my go-to drinks, but I think that one's 
pretty clean and yeah, pretty quaffable. Yeah, so. people really enjoy it, and I, I think, like I said, it's something different. You know, it's a, it's an American-made agave spirit, same as the Shifu. It's an American-made Chinese spirit. So, and that just intrigues the hell out of me because there's a lot of places that have spirits that are local that we just don't drink and don't yeah. talk about and don't necessarily know about and that gives you guys a lot of room to work mm-hmm. if the, you want uh, to Americanize them you should make some chicha is that the one with the, the corn that they chew the on yeah. and spit uh-huh. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you need the taster some you know, I'll, I'll chew <laughs> yeah. some corn That's, yeah Again, big thanks to Jeff and Eric for taking some time out for another interview and another fun one at that. Uh, get to the store. Buy some Shifu. This stuff is freaking awesome, and I would not lead you astray. And stay tuned next week for another episode, and the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that, because this is what uh, this is what I do. This is my my hobby, you know, and hopefully it's, it's your hobby too, listening. So thank you very much. Subscribe, share. You know the drill by now, hopefully. We'll see you next week. Drinking with the gnome.